Great to be here. Great to have you here on this very, very busy Thursday. I'm terrified to see what Friday will bring. (laughs) I just can't keep up these days. Nonetheless, we'll have it for you. We will have full coverage of that vote as well in that court uh, case uh, for you tomorrow. So you will be covered. Well, my next, the next topic I want to talk about is something that I've been kind of hearing rumblings about. But now a leading voice in the First Nations community is sending a message to the feds. They want their piece of the pie when it comes to taxation powers on cannabis. And so they are asking the Senate to amend the bill so that they can impose their own levies on pot that is grown and sold on reserves. Pardon me, I had to cough. So the way it's set up now is that the feds are giving provinces a 75-25 split. So if the, the provinces will get the lion's share, and that is to go to things like policing and the costs of running this. But First Nations groups say they also have challenges. And right now they have been completely cut out of the process. So they are asking for their own powers. And then they can run their own policing and regulations. And they are pointing out, I think rightly so, that it was Mr. Trudeau who promised more dialogue, nation-to-nation building between Indigenous groups. And so I think they rightly feel ignored. When you get no consultation on something as, I think, significant as legalization of marijuana, it's not a small thing. And if there is no actual legislation mandating the taxation power, First Nations groups are warning that there are going to be a lot of problems. And many are sounding the alarm that, They aren't ready for this, like we've heard from municipalities. So I want to bring in to the conversation the chief commissioner, Manny Jules. He is the chief commissioner of the First Nations Tax Commission. Good to have you, sir. Thank you. So, Chief Jules, explain to me what it is that you, um, that that First Nations groups want from the federal government. Uh, Well, it's a simple request. We want the federal government to amend Bill C-45 so that First Nations would be part of the equation, and that would be the federal and provincial governments and First Nations, and also amend uh, the excise tax so that we could have a a regulatory regime uh, that would lead to us collecting and and dealing with all of the the issues uh, commensurate with with this type of jurisdiction. What are the issues, and and, you know, go through some of the challenges that that First Nations communities feel uh, will, will come their way? Uh, well, you know, obviously the, the, the big challenge right away is, is just the, the whole social momentum away from something that was illegal to a legal substance, um, medicinal uh, cultivation, and even, you know, to the extent of having it, how is it going to be regulated, where could it be sold on reserves, all of those things. We haven't, we've got to be able to, to participate in that process and have uh, the regulatory regime uh, within the excise tax and uh, Bill C-45 uh, to have the jurisdiction so that First Nations would be able to collect a portion of the excise tax and provide the necessary services to its citizens. Uh, that could include uh, building you know, uh, facilities, uh, treatment facilities, having education programs, uh, policing, you name it. All of the concerns that uh, mayors and, and council members have raised across the country, that's a practical mm-hmm. level that all band councils are going to be facing. How are you going to regulate this? 
you know, when when the when the when the laws are, are passed, what role are we going to play? How can we zone this? Are we going to be getting any reno- revenues from this so that we can develop our own programs? Those are the kind of questions, fundamental questions that uh, communities across the country are asking themselves. Forgive my ignorance on this, but I mean, there are taxation powers given to First Nations on things, I think, like gas and tobacco and alcohol. So why would this be then treated any differently? Uh, well, it's legislated differently. So there, there is, there is a, a, a bit of a mention in Bill C-45 uh, right now, but it, it, that's all it is, is a mention. And so, yes, we do have tax powers over issues like uh, 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 property on reserve lands, uh, mm-hmm. commercial developments, those kinds of things. And if communities uh, choose, they can opt into uh, a piece of optional legislation called the First Nations Goods and Services Sales Tax. So they can opt into that. So there's, you know, property tax, uh, sales tax, and then you're, if you're involved in self-government discussions and treaty, modern treaties, of course, there's a, a sunset clause to to all of the you know, the exemptions that are in place right now. How come there has not been any consultation, or has there? Uh, well, there's, you know, obviously there's been lots of discussion about it, uh, but, the, but the fact of the matter is is that we've, we've been, as a commission, advocating tax now. We had it in, in, as part of our, our work plan for the, you know, just about right after the, the announcement. And so it's been part of our active work plan. Lots of communities that I've, I come in contact with right across the country have expressed lots of concerns uh, uh, to me about this. Uh, there's a letter-writing campaign right now uh, from one of the communities asking other communities uh, across the country to support uh, a legislative amendment so that we'd be able to, to benefit from this uh, uh, I think, an exciting area of, of jurisdiction. Yeah, and there's no question. Uh, it it comes with many, many challenges, and I think the federal government is, is probably uh, realizing behind the scenes that it's a much, much more complex issue than they realized. What happens if they don't, um, you know, meet uh, your request by the, by the time it's legal? Will there be action taken? I, well, the, the concern that I've got is, is that you're going to have lots of, you know, uncertainty within the within the communities about what the extent of provincial jurisdiction will apply on reserves uh, because of uh, Section 89 of the Indian Act. What kind of uh, you know regulatory powers would we have for issues just like zoning and mm-hmm. that? So it so it, it, there's lots of uncertainty that I believe could be addressed by simply amending uh, the, the 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 two pieces of legislation that I've told you about. And look, I, I think most people understand that this is a federal law, but it will be uh, dealt with provincially. So each province will have a different way uh, of how they deal with it. Is this not something that each province could then do on their own for First Nations communities? Yeah, yeah but that isn't First Nation jurisdiction. Okay. What, what The discussion that we've been having in this country, and it's the stated policy objective of the Trudeau government that they want a new fiscal relationship with right. First Nations. That doesn't mean, you know, uh, transfers of programs and delivery of program dollars, but it means who does what with what jurisdiction. 
And so when this issue came up, it, it is one of jurisdiction, and it is one where we should be uh, dealing uh, with the federal and provincial governments as a government. And so we don't want to be going to the table saying, well, you know, you guys decide what crumbs you're going to give us. Mm-hmm. That, that, isn't, uh, that isn't government to government. Okay, so at some point, could we see some kind of challenge? I, I, not from me. <laughs> you know, I'm, what I'm doing is advocating mm-hmm. uh, legislative amendments yeah. so that we can pr- begin to approach this issue from a rational uh, point of view. And yes, there will be a different regulatory regimes uh, with all of the provinces, but we do that already with the First Nations property tax. So when we look at property tax, we have to look at the British Columbia, uh, you know, situation, Alberta, and so on and so forth right across the country. So what we do as a commission, and remember there's the First Nations Tax Commission that deals with tax powers, so we come up with model laws, uh, you know, zoning regulations, all of those things that, that we could we could begin to do and would begin immediately if the federal government says, let's do this. The other thing that we've got is a a First Nations management board, which could deal with issues like transparency and accountability, because a lot of the the opportunities just isn't in, in the the consuming of of these goods, but it's also the growing and and uh, you know turning it into different products, mm-hmm. and so that requires a, a regulatory regime to be able to do that in an accountable regime. And the other aspect that we that we bring to the forefront is the First Nations Finance Authority. So we would be able to lever the tax room uh, and you know build infrastructure yeah. without having to have. Uh, you know, a need to rely on the federal government for its uh, programs to to First Nations. Right. You know, it, it isn't it isn't the be all. It doesn't answer all of the questions. But if we're going to move towards a true fiscal relationship in this country, then that by its own uh, approach means that both the federal and provincial governments have to give up room to First Nations so that we can begin to take care of ourselves. We will continue. Yeah, we will continue to watch. I appreciate that. I'm up against a break. I want to uh, thank Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Chief Jules. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. That is uh, Chief Commissioner Manny Jules joining us. Uh, So we'll continue to watch this. And I'll I'll continue having this conversation because I think think it's an interesting one. There's so many angles coming to us about the legalization of marijuana, not just from uh, the municipalities that have great concerns. But this thing's going to be rolling out in a few months. And now we hear from other communities that are also saying, hold on a second, we're we're not ready for this. And, And we've got some challenges and we need to get it right. So we'll continue that conversation. 914, hey, when we come back after this break, Al Gore comes into town blowing all sorts of hot air to stump for Kathleen Wynne. And together, oh, God, they loved each other. It was a climate loving. Coming up next here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.